his own space. Oh. It's not you, it's me. Hello and welcome to I Can't Believe It's Not The Mouse, the podcast all about animated features not made by Disney. I'm your host, Octaviano Macias, and today, look, technically speaking as I'm filming this, the Oscars have not yet aired. By the time this does go up, it has aired, so yay Luca or Encanto, most likely Encanto, for best animated film. Personally, I would have preferred The Mitchells vs. Machines, but, you know, whatever. And if The Mitchells vs. Machines did win, then, wow, I'm surprised the Oscars didn't give it to a Disney movie. So, with that out of the way, one of the rare chances that they didn't give it to the Disney movie was for the 2006 films. The nominees were Monster House, which, pretty good movie. I've already talked about it on here. Cars one that most people expected would have won and my personal favorite of the three if I'm being honest and the winner Happy Feet. Often regarded as one of the worst Oscar wins for best animated feature Happy Feet is a interesting movie. I'll, I'll say that much. It's more interesting than it is good. That's not to say it's bad. It's actually not a bad movie but like I said it's more interesting than it is good. So, yeah, Happy Feet. One of the rare non-Disney wins for the best animated feature. Did it deserve it? I don't think so, but at the same time, after seeing how many movies have won for for Disney on this award that either didn't deserve it or could have been given to someone else, I'm like, you know what, it's fine. It's really fine. You know, I, I prefer Cars... But realistically, look, it's not like that was even really a strong year for animation, especially considering what was nominated. So, you know, and not to disrespect any of the movies that were nominated, it's just, you know, compared to other years, it's not a very great lineup. It's usually the stuff that you would probably forget that got nominated. Um, But yeah, Happy Feet. Uh, So for those of you who are completely unaware, This is a very weird movie. Honestly, just thinking about it, it's one of the weirdest movies that I've seen in recent memory. It's from George Miller. Now, if that name doesn't sound familiar, George Miller is the guy who brought you the Mad Max movies. All of them. He also was responsible for Babe, so that kind of makes a little bit more sense once you think about it, but the fact that the Mad Max guy brought you Happy Feet, the movie about the dancing penguin, is kind of wild, right? And yet, once you start thinking about it, it starts to make a little bit more sense. Apparently, this had happened because uh, someone had suggested to him to make a movie in Antarctica, and he got interested in the idea. It was supposed to happen before... Oh, no, no, it was supposed to happen uh, after Mad Max 4, which became Fury Road, but obviously Fury Road came out years later. Um, to a point that even a sequel of this got made. I'm not talking about that today. And yeah, Happy Feet is pretty much the environmental movie of 2006. At least the animated environmental movie of that year. Because I know, well, was it? 
I think there, there, was, there was the Al Gore documentary that also came out that year, but, I, and, you know, that's beside the point. The point being is that, yeah, this is an environmental movie about penguins dancing and how penguin dancing is bad because penguins are supposed to sing and the penguins are religious and then there's aliens in the mix, except the aliens aren't aliens, they're people, but then again, what are aliens but foreign creatures in your land? Weird movie. But yeah, so this movie basically starts off with um, you got this Hugh Jackman penguin um, who pretty much attracts this Nicole Kidman penguin, pretty much considered to be like the greatest singers of their flock or whatever. And you know, you got the Hugh Jackman penguin who pretty much Hugh Jackman performs this role as if he's Elvis, which kind of neat. I'm not gonna lie, it's kind of neat. It's it's cute. Um, it's definitely a thing that I. Didn't really remember until I saw it again recently. And due to an accident early on where... Because another thing about this movie is that there are aspects of this that feel like a, like a nature documentary. And that's partially because of the inspiration. So on top of all the other weird stuff, it's also kind of like a documentary. Despite the more fantastical elements of the penguin singing and dancing and all that. So you get the whole tough winter with the fathers, you know, having to hold on to the eggs while the mothers go out hunting for food, which is real. And the Hugh Jackman, Elvis penguin pretty much accidentally drops the egg um, midway through walking and huddling. Um, but he retrieves it, and that's kind of supposed to set up, like, okay, this is why the main character, Mumble, who's voiced by Elijah Wood, is different from everyone else. Now, this is probably something that's a bit more problematic. I'm not too sure how people feel about it, because I know the metaphor is supposed to be like it's supposed to represent like mental disabilities or just disabilities in general. I, I think I read it's specifically mental disabilities, but you know, point is that it, it is some kind of disability. Because the whole thing is like, yeah, penguins are all supposed to be able to sing because that's how they attract each other. Weird, but okay, whatever, it's a cartoon. And Mumble, pretty much the second he's born, he's like, no, he can't sing, but he can dance, he can tap dance. And, you know, of course, it even goes into his design because you can notice like the little bow tie and it looks like he has a suit. I mean, penguin stuff, you know, whatever, it's, it's cute. And pretty much the entire village hates him for that because they're like, oh yeah, it's cursed, it's not right. These penguins are very religious, like, you know, they're not specifically talking about Christ, but you can tell, like, okay, you know, if this was a movie with people instead of animals, they would be, like, the, the old Christian values town, and the movie leans hard on this. So, yeah, you got this, you know, very religious town who pretty much hates Mumble because they're like, oh, yeah, you know, you're not supposed to tap, tap dance for some reason, like, you know, our God is gonna curse us for that, which they start blaming him eventually in the movie for why the, the fish are um, disappearing. And that leads into the environmental message where it turns out that the aliens or us people are actually taking it, which is, again, a very wild thing. Um, it just feels very different from a lot of animated features from whether it was on that time or now. Which is why I'm like, it's not a very good movie, if I'm completely honest. Like, the musical numbers are fine. Some of them lend themselves to really good visuals. Um, but a lot of them are just kind of there. The humor is not so great. There's some questionable um, aspects of this movie, because aside from... You know, like, okay, you know, I dropped a baby, and that's why he's messed up. And the movie never really tries to argue about that beyond just, okay, well, eventually the mom is like, oh, there's nothing wrong with him. 
Um, you know, he's fine the way he is, but, it, you know, it still kind of suggests, like, okay, well, the reason why he doesn't sing and and instead dances is because of that. So, again, it's it's kind of questionable in that, that regard. But then you also have stereotypes in this movie because you have Robin Williams who, and I remember that was, like, one of the big advertising pushes for this movie when it came out. Um, you have Robin Williams in multiple roles. Most specifically, he plays, um, like, because eventually... Um, Mumble finds a group of friends. Um, they're all these little um, penguins because they're they actually do explore upon like the different types of penguins. And one of them is named Ramon. So you know if you already know it's gonna be a, a Hispanic Latino penguin uh, played by Robin Williams, and it's a very stereotypical accent. The other penguins that are that are with with um that character are also acting very stereotypically, but at the very least you're like well. Most of them, at least from what I remember, um, are voiced by, you know, voice actors of that of that area that are Latino or Hispanic. So it's like okay, I don't think that necessarily makes it okay, but at least it's kind of um, more acceptable. Like it's, I don't know, it, it kind of reminds me of the the crows from Dumbo. Like it's not as bad, just to be clear, it's not as bad as the crows from Dumbo, but it it is a whole thing where it's like okay, so. You know, on the one hand, these are characters that are nice to our lead and are helpful. Granted, in this case, they're in the movie a lot longer than Crows. But then a lot of the way they talk and act is like, this is pretty stereotypical. It's, again, not as, it's not full-on racist to the same degree as the Crows from Dumbo. But it is to a point where it's like, this is kind of questionable that you're doing this. Especially because there's no reason to have these penguins being... Hispanic, as far as I know, that just feels like it was done as a joke. Um, because I guess there was some some of our culture um, that kind of hit mainstream at the time. I feel I, you know, between like the the Fast and Furious movies and some of the music. Um, I don't know. I feel I feel like I'm trying to remember stuff, but I can't too much. But I but I feel like there was some pop culture stuff around that time so it kind of felt like maybe that's why they went with that route but again it's just questionable stuff but yeah even going beyond that the story is just it's fine it's pretty standard it's just that it's got the interesting elements of like hey look penguins are horny that's another thing this movie is very horny i mean it's like okay yeah the penguins are trying to look for their lover but they're specifically talking about like oh yeah we got a mate you know the the little penguins are constantly doing like little, little gestures of like humping and stuff like that. Uh, another character Rob, that Robin Williams plays is called Lovelace, which again reminds you of the environmental message because he has like a little you know like the the little six pack um, plastic ring thing on his neck, and he thinks that like, it's been bestowed upon him, um, or at least he tells people that it's been bestowed upon him by gods, but you know of course it's not. And yeah, the movie pretty much. Um, doesn't shy away from the fact that, yeah, these characters are determined to bone. Um, granted, it's because they want kids and whatnot, but still, it's like, there's a lot of modern blockbusters, PG-13 ones, maybe some R-rated ones, I don't think as much, but definitely the PG-13 ones, that aren't as horny as this kids movie from over a decade ago. And of course, even by that time, um... It was hornier than most kids' movies, but the fact that it's now hornier than most blockbusters is crazy to me. So yeah, again, it's a very interesting movie, despite the stuff that I didn't really care too much for. Like, 
you know, I mentioned earlier with the aliens. Yeah, like, you know, one of the characters early on before, um, <clears throat> before um, Mumble is even an adult, uh, as he's still a kid, mentions like, oh yeah, you know, aliens came in and tagged me. That's why I have this little bracelet around my leg because uh, the aliens came in. So it's like, okay, so now we're bringing aliens into this movie. But of course, you know, it, it's not aliens because that's, at some point when they start investigating it, they start, you know, looking at it like, pretty much like, um, like oil drills and stuff like that. Um, or maybe not oil drills, but pretty much it was a bunch of stuff that, you know, people have used in the Antarctic, which I'm like, oh, okay, so they think it's aliens, but it's actually people, but it still presents it very much like it's aliens, and it's never like it's, it's never like it's corrected, which I thought was, again, interesting, but also pretty good, because I see a lot of these movies when they do the whole, like, oh, what are these creatures, and they're people, they never refer to them as aliens, they always refer to them as just creatures, maybe they do refer to them as humans, or they come up with some other word for them, the fact that this one's like, well, there's already a term for what they are, they're foreigners to the land, let's just call them aliens, and in a, you know, way it'll, you know, twist the audience, because, you know, when, when we say the word alien, we assume you know, blue green man and from space, but realistically that term has been used for other things. Like technically speaking, an immigrant would be considered an alien. This movie's weird. And I don't say that to be to be negative on it. It at the very least it gives it an identity. I do consider it to be one of the weakest Oscar wins, but again, like I mentioned early on in this, at the very least I respect it in in that it's like one of the few non um Disney wins and Compared to what I do consider to be the worst movie to ever win the award for Best Animated Film, Brave, it's at least got a lot of interesting choices, stuff that is easy to talk about once you start thinking about it. Like, granted, I, I forgot about a lot of it, but then again, you have to remember that it's been over a decade since I last saw it, um, before I was even an adult, so maybe that's why, maybe it'll, it'll stick, I'm pretty sure it'll stick better now, even more so considering that, at the very least, the stuff that I did remember... Um, at least to a point, um, with stuff like, oh yeah, there's aliens, but they're actually humans, um, the whole metaphor of, like, disabilities with tap dancing, uh, just a bunch of little things, and of course, you know, yeah, it would, it's stuff that laid dormant in my mind, until rewatching it, it's like, oh, this movie is way weirder than I remember, but it's interesting in that regard, and it definitely feels like something that would have come out of someone who mostly did adult features, adult here me meaning stuff that's directed adults, not porn. Just saying that because I don't want people messing it up. Yeah, maybe I'm wasting time. Anyways, something where it blows my mind, like, hey, look, the guy who made Mad Max made a dancing penguin movie it's like okay watching it i'm like yeah i could imagine that this is not someone who normally makes um kid movies because outside of this he did do babe uh he wrote the first one and uh directed the second one so it's like it's not like he didn't have experience but it's one of those things where it's like yeah it's not your standard kids movie some of the humor definitely is and that's where the movie loses a lot of points for me because it's like yeah, yeah that's that wasn't that funny yeah it's interesting and i can see why this movie was a big hit back when it came out um because it's like okay it's very different from everything else that was coming out if i remember correctly 2006 was one of those years where again the animated features were not very strong and i believe a lot of them or maybe it might have been the year beforehand were pretty much the same thing where it was like, okay, here's animals um, basically leaving 
um, leaving nature because I think it was like there was like over the hedge, um, open season. So there was stuff that are like, yeah, you know, a lot of these movies are pretty much following the same mold, but not really this one. Um, it is very similar to a lot of family movies once you get down to it in terms of here's the outcast, but then the outcast proves himself to be worthy. But the way those specifics um, come into play from like the religious angle to, you know, you know just everything in general is where it it's, makes its mark as a different movie. Again, it doesn't make it a good one. It's still just there, but at least it's something where, yeah, I can look at it and I can talk about it. Um, but even beyond that, it, it's that it is an environmental movie, um, which was not by accident, um, or something that they decided to focus on because it was the trendy thing. Uh, because again, like the only thing that I could think of at the time that would have fit into that would have been, um, An Inconvenient Truth, the, the Al Gore documentary, which was another thing that was popular at the time, um... But in this case, it was just one of those things where it's like, okay, well, yeah, it's a movie set in Antarctica, which, you know, George Miller, the, the director, was like, well, you know, right now we're dealing with, you know, all this stuff, like with the ozone layer and whatnot, and guess where that's going to be affecting it first, so let's put that into the movie because there's no way to not put it in the movie, which I'm like... I mean, technically, there are ways not to put it in, but, you know, kudos for you for just deciding, hey, let's just put it in there. Yeah, I mean, realistically, it does ring stronger now than it did then. Not that it, it didn't ring strong then, but it was one of those things where it's like, look, our environment stuff has only gotten worse. Um, There's a time where it looked like it was getting better, but it's gone back down, so it's like, yeah, it's... Definitely something that we need more of now than we did when it was first um, being talked about, at least in a mainstream level like this. And I'll admit that that, that whole bit is kind of goofy, because um, pretty much what it is that towards the end of the movie, Mumble actually gets to like a like Sea World or something like that. For months, he struggles to communicate with humans, but then when he starts tap dancing um that's when they start listening and they start gaining interest in like okay let's send him back to where he's from to see you know what happens they send him back and he convinces the entire flock that yeah you gotta dance even though the elders are pretty much like no we gotta stick to the old religious ways and of course it, you know, it's funny because even by that point their, their views are already falling apart because the other people are pointing out, like, wait, you said this thing, but then this thing happened, so, you know, what is true? So, Mumbo convinces everyone to dance, the humans arrive, and pretty much they see the penguins all dancing in unison, so they're like, oh, they must be trying to tell us something. And you get a montage of a bunch of world leaders talking about, like, okay, what should we do, because we're depleting their their fish, their, their, their food supply, and it's like, it's not a bad scene, but it's like, it's kind of crazy that it landed on that so quickly. This movie is weird, and you get a line that I'm like, okay, I, I get where it's coming from, but it's still, like, it was one of the few things that I remember even back then, it, like, it, it still feels funny and so over the top, even though I, I get that it's technically true, where one of the politicians is like, I don't want to live in a world without penguins, and I'm like, 
Okay, technically speaking, you are depleting their food supply, so I can't say you're wrong. But at the same time, it feels like you jumped a little bit on that. So, yeah, overall, not a very good movie. Again, it is one where there are questionable aspects to it. Stuff that might be considered offensive. I was definitely raising an eyebrow a bit at the... the way they, they had the, the Latino penguins in there, especially because I'm like, look, this one's definitely directed at, directed at me. And I'm like, mm, I, I don't find that so funny. But at the very least, I could respect the stuff that is different about it. It's definitely interesting in very many regards, whether it's how horny it is or the fact that for a kid's movie, it is trying to blend all these different things from the nature documentary aspect to the environmental aspect to the family film aspect to aliens. It's just that not a lot of it is, I would say, the strongest written stuff. So it does make sense in that regard why, even though it was something that was popular at the time, has slowly um, faded from from the conscious of, of many people watch, who have watched it. Uh, not to the point that they've forgotten the movie, it's still... A fairly well-known movie, but it's not something that, like, it's not like you're finding Nemo's or um, Lego movies or just other animated films that, you know, still get talked about years later. It's just kind of like, okay, yeah, we know it existed, which I imagine is a, is a big reason why the sequel didn't land as well as this one did, because by the time the sequel hit, like, five years after this one, it was like, okay, well, technically speaking, that's the standard time it takes to make um, animated features, but it's, you know, people have moved on. And I'm not sure whether or not it's as good. I mean, realistically, I know that that one wasn't as well received. Um, but then I've heard people say that there's actually a more interesting subplot in that movie regarding, um, like, uh, what do they call them? Krills, I think. It's like little, like, shrimp. Uh, fish, I don't know, but I don't know, I, I've never seen it, so I can't really say on that front, uh, I will definitely consider watching it, especially because I'm like, look, at the very least, it's gotta be as interesting in this, as this one in terms of just some weird aspects to it, so, you know, maybe, maybe it's, maybe it's not as good, and maybe it's even worse, but at, at the very least, I'll, I'll definitely have something to talk about, I, I bet. Oh, and before I close this off, because I've you know, already completely forgotten. The animation in this. It's not bad. Um, it's a bit Uncanny Valley-ish when it comes to the penguins. But at the same time, since they are cute animals, it doesn't hurt the movie as much as it would um, with other motion capture movies. Because this is a motion capture um, thing. Um, it's not like, you know, the Polar Express where it's like completely dead-eyed. Like the, the animals do at least look at stuff. It's just that since you're trying to get them so close to um, real penguins, it does come off a little, not bad, but off at times. But nothing where it's ever that uncomfortable. It's just, it's not the most appealing. But to its credit, the animation isn't awful. Like it still holds up all right. Even though I can tell that it's definitely, you know, old, but it's more to do with the motion capture technology, you know, being noticeable. But then again, because there are penguins, some of it can be chopped up to, well, penguins don't have as much maneuverability as humans do, so it works in that regard. Uh, still, though, 
Yeah, it's it's still kind of Ancone Valley at times, so not a very great uh, looking animated movie, but not an awful looking one. So yeah, it's it's fine. I mean, the baby penguins are definitely where it, it works the best. Once they're adults, it's just mm. beyond that. I can't say um, watch the movie because it's good, but I would say watch the movie because. It's very weird, and just so you can believe me when I say that, yeah, there's a lot of these aspects that are just so different from other uh, animated movies. Even though, story-wise, it's pretty similar, um, it's definitely something that you'll remember. Uh, you're, you're not going to forget about the Penguins wanting to bone each other more than even Marvel superheroes want to bone their girlfriends, if I'm being honest. Because, yeah, it's horner than a lot of blockbusters. With that out of the way, I just want to say thank you for listening. Um, if you're watching this on YouTube, subscribe to the channel. If you're just listening to this on, you know, whether it's Podbean, Spotify, Apple Podcasts, wherever, you know, just follow the podcast. And you know what? Uh, pretty much every Tuesday, that's when I release the audio versions. And every Thursday, the video versions. For the most part, I, if I have have to delay it, I'll let you guys know. Either way, just thank you for listening. Uh, support me on Patreon as well. That's patreon.com slash and I'll see you next week.